Today's show is brought to you by Ziggler. If you want something different than what you have, you'll need to do something different than what you've been doing. You can try to go it alone or you can join the Ziggler team and get inspired, equipped, and supported. Go to ZieglerCertified.com and check out the March 2016 event, Five Days with Tom Ziegler and the Ziegler family and team at the Ziegler headquarters. I'd encourage you to inquire or apply on the page. You might get a call back from Tom Ziegler himself. It's built around the concept that you can have everything in life you want. If you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Well, remember, you were born to win. But in order to be the winner you were born to be, you got to plan to win, you got to prepare to win, and then and only then can you legitimately expect to win. You see, with integrity, you do the right thing. When you do the right thing, there's no guilt. With integrity, you have nothing to fear because you have nothing to hide. See, folks, failure is an event. It's not a person. Yesterday really did end last night. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Friends, welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and it is my unique privilege to bring today's profound message to you. The Ziggler Show is founded on what Zig Ziggler, the world's most prolific motivator, devoted his life to, inspiring your true performance. You can have the best tools, uh, resources, and even opportunity, but unless you are truly inspired, you'll be hopeful but remain where you are. What is the definition of inspired? Listen to this. To influence or animate with an idea or purpose. Did you hear that? Animate with a purpose. If you want to take action, you have to know and be motivated by true purpose. That's deep, folks, and it is why you are here. Let's dig in and change your world so you can change this world. We need all you've got to offer desperately. Hey, Ziggler friends, you who are working to inspire your true performance. I'm recording this show on December 31st, 2015, last day of the year. Happy New Year's Eve. I spent last night and much of this morning combing through a backlog of emails sent in from Ziggler podcast audience uh, by the listeners themselves. In this show, I'm going to read through some of those and share real world testimonies and stories from people like you and me. I mean, motivation and inspiration are only as good as the ultimate actions taken. I mean, the following stories are based around that, people taking action. What they share are the successes, but as you'll hear, also the challenges and, and with some of them flat out failures of taking action. I mean, we truly are in a microwave culture, me as well. I mean, we want quick results. We voraciously seek the next how-to or seven steps to whatever, but as Zig Ziglar devoted his life focus to, step one is equipping ourselves. That's what we're here for at Ziggler, equipping you. So do it yourself, you know, DIY. I mean, it's hugely popular today, but imagine this, imagine having a, a set of shelves or a table or a cabinet to build. You got all the materials, you got the instructions laid out, you're all set. It's all before you, but the main tool is a hammer and you don't have one. Well, it's pointless, right? You can't do step one. Well, folks, I mean, for whatever desire or goal or result you want, you are the hammer. No resource will help you produce until you get yourself inspired and equipped to a certain level. This is why you are here now listening to the Ziegler message. I mean, just to share, 
uh, as the uh, in regards to the Ziggler show and you being here. I, I mean, this show has grown dramatically. It's grown to be one of the top ranked shows in the world. Literally, we're ramping up for this next year. We'll be moving from four shows a month to eight, bringing you the best in inspirational messages and personalities. Always bringing you more Zig and adding some Q and A shows. That's going to be new. Uh, so I'll be telling you more about that probably in the next show or two. My hope is that the following stories here today for today's show will help equip you. A majority are of these stories are in reference to the self-talk cards, which you'll hear about, uh, which you can always get, folks, at Ziggler.com forward slash self-talk. They're absolutely free. Um, so I've previewed some of these posts, but I'm primarily going to address them somewhat off the cuff. You know, I may have written a note or two. But I'm just going to talk through them with you. So let's all listen in on these real world experiences. I mean, they do admittedly most start out with praise for Ziggler. And the point uh, here isn't to toot our own horn. You're already here. I don't have to toot our horn, but it's just literally how most people begin their replies. All right. So here we go. Julian B. Which I'll be given the uh, initial, of course, not given people's full names because I don't know if they would want that. So Julian B. Thank you so much to all at Ziggler. I stumbled across the podcast a while back. They've become a regular feature in my life. I listen every morning when I'm walking my dog and it sets me up for the day. I'm doing the daily affirmations, self-talk cards, more and more. I started well, then slacked off and really noticed the drop in my drive and inspiration. Thank, thank you to you and Tom for your inspiration and the guests you get on board. You're helping me to change my life. I've over doubled my salary in the last three years. I have more confidence to be the person I want to be. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your ministry and carrying on the work Zig started. He may have gone to glory, but his words are still as alive today as they have ever been. Well, thank you immensely, Julian. A couple of things to pull out from that. One, uh, I appreciate where he said, I started well, then slacked off. I mean, folks, in any endeavor, this is generally going to happen. I should probably say it is going to happen. I mean, our inspiration is high when we begin. We take off with a bang. Then life happens. An obstacle arises. We may even lose a little bit of our fervor. But this if I had a nickel, if I had a dime, if I had a penny, anything for how many times that I talked with a client, a member, somebody who says, oh, my gosh, I just feel like I've lost momentum. Yes, it got me to the point of now when I start working with someone or working with a business, I say, you know what, you're going to lose momentum. So let's just expect it. Let's set it out there on the table and welcome it. Well, welcome it. We don't really enjoy it, but you get the point. And, you know, here, here comes that loss of momentum and say, hi, we knew you were coming, but then persevere on. Even if it's slowly, uh, you'll ramp up again. I mean, so many folks are waylaid by thinking that they're going to take off and just fly from there, and it just won't happen. The point is persevering when it does slow down, when it does get hard, maybe even comes to a standstill for a bit. The crux is whether you let it stop you or not, and so many people do. They, they lose momentum, and they lose faith, and they just abandon it. Just don't do that. Momentum loss is going to come. Uh, you're going to slack off just as Julian testifies. That's okay. It's going to happen. Just continue forward. You may have some days of feeling like you're hardly making any progress. That's okay. It will come around again. The other thing that Julian says, he says, uh, I've over, uh, I've over doubled my salary. I mean, if you hear that and think it's not possible for you, 
you might be right. It might not be not if you don't commit to doing the work of inspiring and improving yourself. Folks, I mean, it is it's simple math. It's so pithy to sit here and say that. I'm just like you, though. I can sit here and listen to Zig. I can write about this stuff. I can speak it to tens of thousands of people who will be listening to this podcast and yet still not do it myself. That's where the rubber hits the road. Are we going to take this information Am I going to walk away from this show and do something different in my own life? Uh, well, we're going to get more and more into that as we go through these stories. Hey, Julian, thank you so much. This is from Chris V. It says, hi, Kevin. Love the podcast. Uh, one suggestion. Could you mention what program the Zig Clips are from? Maybe even post a link to the products page on the corresponding podcast page. Uh, I have the How to Stay Motivated course, so I recognize most of them, but some I don't. Well, you know, uh, Chris, I mean, Zig is one of the most prolific speakers ever. Uh, literally coming to the show today, I had some of my kids with me. Matter of fact, sitting behind me is my sweetest daughter, Serene, uh, uh, coloring in a book while I do this show. And uh, But my to my boys, they saw me wearing a Ziggler cap that I have on, and they said, hey, wasn't, wasn't he, was he famous, Daddy? I said, yeah, he was. He, he, his message, uh, he influenced over 250 million people. So true number. So obviously incredibly prolific. I mean, there are video and audio clips of Zig everywhere uh, at Ziggler.com. We of course have uh, libraries of clips that aren't available necessarily to the public. And I pull so much from them. Now you can go to Ziggler.com website and find great products like the, how to stay motivated that Chris mentioned. I mean, click on DVDs. You'll find great content from Zig videos where you can see him uh, CDs where you can hear him listen to, Listen to him in your car. That's that's Automobile University that he made so famous. Honestly, you can also hit YouTube and type in Zig Ziglar. You'll quickly access enough videos of Zig to inspire you till you're near levitating with inspiration. And every once in a while, I'll get a note from Tom Ziglar or Cindy or any of the Ziglar team or family, and they'll come across some clip that somebody had recorded. It literally might be on YouTube, something that they never had seen before. So it's out there. You can find it, type it in, and enjoy it to your heart's content. Though, again, you can get some of the the profound uh, products and resources at Ziggler.com. Blake H. says, uh, Kevin, it's Saturday morning. I am planning to watch some college football this afternoon, but I listened to, to a Zig podcast on a morning run. And as I did some things around the house, listening to po- to the podcast will yield a greater return than watching football. It hit me how small daily choices add up. Uh, each meal, for instance, is a decision for or against my health. Each personal interaction is an opportunity to build, tear down, or ignore. But how often I waste instead of invest my time. Hope you and your family are doing well. Oh my gosh. I mean, that, that was a wealth of uh, statements that you put in there, Blake. As, as many people know, I'm also heavily involved in the health and wellness uh, arena uh, industry, I would say, uh, with a revolutionary medical practice. And man, that food, I mean, each, he said each meal is a decision for or against my health. I was just talking about this the other day with my, I think it was with my family. I talk a lot with my family, as you can tell, and talking about that, that food here in the Western culture, we oft, we've gotten somehow to looking at food as fuel. Literally, it's just whatever you throw in there. It's kind of like my wood burning and stove that's burning like a madman today where it's so cold up here in the Rocky Mountains. 
And you just, I mean, we can throw anything in there, whether it's logs or, uh, gosh, old Christmas boxes and packaging. I mean, anything in there. If it'll burn, it'll create heat, and that's great. And we treat our bodies like that. Anything that will go in that the FDA has approved, it's not going to kill us. You know, we can burn food. You know what? Kind of. I mean, it'll help keep us alive on survival mode, but whatever food we put into our bodies is either working towards our health and wellness or working against. And the majority of our Western diet is working against our bodies, using it, trying to do its best to stay in survival mode, but we are not giving ourselves nutrients. And of course we can see that here we are in, uh, in America, we think of as the greatest, amazing, strongest, most educated. I mean, this is how we think in America. I, I know is the general belief uh, we're, we're the greatest and yet we are the least healthy country just about in the world. We, we grow disease and illness like crazy. Now we do a lot of jobs to try to manage that illness and disease, but we grow it because we don't look at food as medicine, uh, like other countries do. All right. So there's my soapbox. There's a little one on there, but thank you for pulling that out. But yeah, my gosh, I mean, what you talk about there, Blake, uh, you know, going out on a run thinking you're going to watch football, nothing. It's watching football on a Saturday afternoon, but that as you listened, you decided, man, there's some better things I can do. That's the point of positive input. It elevates our mind. Gosh, and again, it's so easy to, to, to nod our heads to a little pithy statement like that, but it does. And we know that. We've watched movies that have, we turn the movie off and, oh my gosh, we feel like we've got a new lease on life. It's almost so great. Sometimes we don't even believe it. And we quickly just kind of, you know, patter that down and, and go about as normal. Why do that? Why not elevate our minds every day? That's what Zig did. That's what. You know, we had a recent interview with Tom Rath and, and, uh, I just did one yesterday that hasn't even been posted yet again or again with John Lee Dumas. And these guys are, are researching successful people and they see what are the differences? What are the differences? It's the same simple stuff. It's that they do the little work, little work, literally. You're going to hear what we talk about with John Lee Dumas and he's talking about 10 minutes a day, eight minutes a day, do the little work just to elevate our minds a little bit beyond the norm of what we, where we usually come to, uh, through the grind of life, just that little bit, it's huge, huge, huge results. Uh, but yeah, Blake, how, how I often waste instead of invest my time. We all do to some degree. We don't need to beat ourselves up about it, but we need to, if we can just like Tom Ziegler, so fond of saying, if we can just daily or weekly or monthly replace a bad habit or, or just waste or, or just replace a, a benign habit, something that's not really benefit, benefiting us with a good habit, with something that's an investment, it a huge, huge results. All right. This is from Rex. Um, says, I love listening to the podcasts driving to work, which interestingly folks, our, our ad agency did a survey with a bunch of our listeners and found out that the majority, the vast majority of people listen to the podcast either at home or driving to work. Those are the two primary places. And interestingly enough, the number one uh, way that people listen to is on their iPhone. Uh, by far and large, that was kind of surprising to me. Anyways, Rex says, I love listening to the podcast, driving to work of all the programs and CDs that Ziegler has, which do you feel is the best on keeping someone motivated each day? <laughs> That's a big question. Uh, but the first thing that jumped to mind was if you go to Ziegler.com and go to the online store, you can find strategies for success, the goals program. And I say that now we're about to do a show, uh, upcoming show on goals, but I say that because if pe- goals is, is ultimately focused, just like what we were talking about a minute ago on changing 
those daily habits, changing some daily habits, not some huge gargantuan initiative, you know, quit your job and go start a business or, or go to school and get a new degree or move cross country or take a new, it's usually not a result of some huge, huge radical change. It's just daily habits that breed more success that are, again, back to what we just said, that are an investment in positive progress as opposed to just the habits that are just daily maintenance, daily grind, daily rut, right? So strategies for success, the goals program is huge because it's talking about those setting a course for success based on figuring out, getting tangible on what our desires actually are and those day-by-day steps that get us there. Thanks for that question. All right, this one, actually, it's just an email address. I'm going to guess it's Ken, it looks like. Ken says, yes, I'm reading the self-talk every morning, self-talk cards uh, and night. I also clap my hands when I wake up and say, it's going to be a great day. I read, see you at the top. Uh, I am putting what I learned to practice. Thank you. Um, P.S., I'm a child of God and can do all things in Christ who gives me strength. I love that quote, though. Uh, he calls us to tangibly do the work of that as well. And so he gives us strength as we lean into him and doing things like that with habits of waking up, clapping your hands and saying, it's going to be a great day. How many people wake up, look up and go, oh my gosh. I mean, that's not a good way to start the day. So he's actively doing it. And so it reminded me, and I've mentioned this before, it was an interview or or a talk that I heard one time. I think it was an interview from Tony Robbins. A lot of people know Tony Robbins, Anthony Robbins. And he said, you know, uh, and he was referring to, I think a question that was asked by him, you know, people think that guys like Tony Robbins, guys like Zig Ziglar, these, these people that seem bigger than life are just these natural superhuman people and they are not, they are not. I just want to drill that into you. They are not superhuman. They are no different. And so Tony was relating that idea that uh, came up from an inter- or during an interview. And he says, you know, someone asked me that he says, dude, I got to practice what I preach. He says, I wake up so many mornings and I'm not positive naturally. I'm not. I mean, you know, over time, of course, I grow more and more to be. He says, there's still those days when things happen and I go to bed and I have some frustration and I wake up and I don't feel all powerful. And I have to get up, go into the bathroom, splash some water on my face, look in the mirror and do that same somewhat corny stuff that I teach and say, come on, get a grip, Tony. All right. You've got the world ahead of you. You got God by your side. Uh, this is going to be the day. The, the day is going to be what you make of it. So get your head on straight. And he went through that. And I thought, man, that's humbling. And that makes it tangible for me because he's not superhuman. He has to work at this stuff. And I, you know, that was always been my testimony of Zig realizing that the guy, he was just more of a student than anyone. He was, uh, he knew that he relied. He was, he was, maybe he was more desperate. I've said that to people before when, when I've gotten, feedback about, oh, how disciplined you are. And I thought, you know what? I, I think I'm, I may be weaker than most people. Uh, I, I have to, I live up here in the mountains in the shadow of Pike's Peak in the glory because I think I have to. I, I think I can't withstand it if I don't have that great of inspiration around me. Maybe I'm weaker than the norm. And I look at a guy like Zig Ziglar or Tony Robbins or some of these bigger than life, amazing people, and they act that way. They, they're, they're almost grasping onto inspiration for, for dear life. And they really are because they know that's a saving grace. Otherwise they're going to get drugged down to the norm of mediocrity. And, uh, so let's grasp onto it with the dire necessity that these guys do. 
Thank you, Ken. So uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, Saul, uh, but it may be Saul-y. Um, but it says, Dear Kevin, I recently came across Zig Ziglar podcast, uh, the show, which led me to the self-talk cards. I got them from your company, translated them into Russian for my own use. I'm hereby writing to ask you permission to give them to my coaching clients with reference to Zig Ziglar. Uh, please advise if I can share the self-talk card in Russia with my clients and other people around me who are striving for success. Well, absolutely, uh, Saul. And to anyone else desiring to use the self-talk cards, you are welcome to. Uh, we just asked, just just like Saul mentioned, that you reference Ziggler. Just give us a reference and source us, but absolutely. And I think uh, there's somebody in some of these ensuing questions that talks about translating it into something else as well. So yes, uh, welcome to translate it. Thank you. Let us know. Uh, and actually, it'd be great, um, and I didn't think about this till now, to send it to us. Uh, and Saul, you emailed me, see if I've obviously got my email, um, but email it to us and, uh, maybe we can, you know, put that on uh, a, a resource page and provide that to other people as well. Ruby K says, hi, Kevin. I started listening to the podcast about four weeks ago and wanted to catch up on them. Call it divine providence. It was my two year anniversary with my business. And I knew I needed to change in order to grow myself, serve others and my business. When I heard the podcast with the self-taught cards, I knew I had to take action. I got the cards that night, printed them out. At first I was overwhelmed over which one to choose. Then I focused and knew the biblical cards were for me. So folks, when you go to Ziggler.com forward slash self-talk we offer the cards in a couple different formats. One is a, I think we call it biblical. It has scripture references. I think that's how Zig initially wrote it, but then he did one and just took those out for those who do not share that faith, uh, but you can pick which one you want there. Anyways, uh, Ruby says, I haven't been uh, consistent and I've been doing them in the morning, not as consistently at the night. I still struggle to look in the mirror, but my confidence is growing. I'm even more positive and more grateful for what I have. I can't thank you enough. I'll continue to use these every day. The cards are just what the doctor ordered. Uh, I appreciate Ruby where you say I needed to change in order to grow myself, serve others and my business. So I'm going to focus on business, but you can put in there, you know, career, vocation, work, whatever. I mean, so many people go after growth progression in their career, their business. And, uh, you know, through so many years of, of my own working with people who are trying, primarily I worked with people who are trying to create a business to, to transition from traditional employment to self-employment. So they're trying to create a business uh, or they have a small business and they're trying to really make it, you know, full time or get it to the next level. And what I found out with them was the exact thing, the same thing I found out with myself. Generally, the change that's needed, the growth is needed is personal, not business, not, not business wise, especially with smaller businesses. Um, we are usually what stands in the way of the next step, the next level in our business. We're, we either stand in the way or we pave the way for that worker business success. It's significant folks. Again, as you're looking at where you are in your work with your business, we're so tempted to take a class, go to a seminar that's something that's business or work related. And yet when we get down to it, often what is holding us back in our business is a personal weakness, a personal blindness. Uh, again, I say that from drastic personal experience with myself, my own life, and with working with so many people 
in their desire for progress. So, you know, look to yourself first. Doesn't, doesn't negate, obviously, the need for good business counsel and, and work and vocational counsel too. But by far and large, the majority of the time, I see that the crux of growth is personal. Um, also, just appreciate Ruby's, you know, saying that, hey, it's been, you know, uh, you were overwhelmed at first. It's kind of an ebb and flow, not consistent. You know what? We're not looking for perfection, folks. Uh, don't look. I know a lot of people get, they're, they're counting the days. They are keeping track, keeping score of their own progress. And when they miss a day or miss a two, miss, miss another day, it's easy just to let it go. Just let it go. We're not looking for per- perfection again. Just forward progress, small deposit deposits, you know, and and for some folks on that to make a change, they need a drastic change. And I understand that I happen to be geared more that way. Okay. Now I know people who are far greater and grander and, and and far higher levels of success than I am. And that's not them. They are motivated by and, and progress by small incremental steps, not drastic changes. So point, there's no right or wrong. I mean, the only wrong is doing nothing. The formula for success uh, is unknown. It's just moving forward, moving forward, making that progress, daily habits, daily deposits. Thank you, Ruby. Michael P says, I listen to your podcast and audiobooks literally all day. I have my own business now and I'm doing really well. I always enjoyed listening to Zig as a young man. And at 33, I still do with this podcast. That sounds, or this sounds young, but my career started at 16 years old when I dropped out of high school with nothing but hard work and the ability to read. I've outperformed and outworked, even outclassed anyone close to me with a positive can-do attitude. I thank God every day for people like Ziggler's and the podcast host. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> it's uh, so great to hear successful people talking about how they did it without compromising their morals. Jesus and Zig's words have changed my mind and heart, and you all helped to keep me on the mark daily. I'll continue listening, reading, and most importantly, helping others get what they need. God bless you all. Um, you know, on that, and and there's a couple times when I come to this, I mean, the point is not that Zig, uh, the Ziggler products and messages are the only source, folks. Find yours. I mean, that's the point. Find a voice that moves you. If Zig can be one of them, it's great. I'm honored, obviously. But uh, the point is finding someone to speak into your life, some source to speak into your life that you resonate with and that can help you progress. I I also appreciate Michael saying it's so great to hear successful people talking about how they did it without compromising their morals. Folks, that's what set Zig apart. In all reality, not, not again, to just focus on him. But when you see people of true success, that's generally what set them apart. And man, I understand that issue. I grew up in a world of speakers and presenters and authors and experts, experts and authorities. And with some of those, I was, I was burned by what, who I saw they were behind the scenes. I really was. And I, I went into business at a young age. I got involved with uh, some, some pretty high level people and some of it was very, you know, honestly, a lot of it was very disappointing. And there was a time in my life, early 20s, when I thought, can you have great business success and still keep a hold of your values, keep a hold of good ethics and morals, relationships even? And there's a lot of bad examples out there, folks. Uh, but there are some great examples. Zig was was one of the top for me, and I found many others. 
and there are ultimately that's what wins out. I'll tell you a lot of those folks, when I talk about my early twenties and now I'm, I'm 20 years past that. And it's interesting to see those guys, they're guys, especially that I saw that uh, were, I was disappointed to see uh, it's been disappointing since it didn't win out. And yet those who stayed the course, I have seen great success in business and in their personal lives, which is what we all want. So thanks for pointing that out, Michael. I really, really appreciate that. Okay, next one's from Chris, though I want to uh, recognize Pipe Drive. The, this episode of The Ziggler Show is sponsored in part by Pipe Drive. So they're a CRM for small teams with big ambitions. So whether you're an entrepreneur or not, sales, of course, can be tough, but it doesn't have to be. It can be made less tough. With Pipe Drive, the pain and frustration of tracking deals with email and spreadsheets are gone. Entrepreneurs like pipe drive because it visualizes your sales pipeline. It highlights opportunities and potential problems, ultimately ensuring important activities and conversations don't get dropped. So head over to pipedrive.com slash Ziggler to start your exclusive 60 day trial only available to listeners of this show. Okay. So folks, that's pipedrive.com slash Ziggler. All right. So Chris says, Kevin, thank you so much for your encouragement and attention. Uh, I faithfully exercise the daily self-talk cards, but unfortunately I cannot say that I feel, act, react, or respond any differently than before. Maybe I'm not doing something right, but I'm going to continue. And maybe I'm a slow learner. Well, thanks for that honesty. I mean, Chris, this, Chris and, the, and those of you out there, this is, it's a, it's a tool, the self-talk cards. They're not magic they're not supernatural. They're powerful, obviously, because we, we know that they're dramatically powerful, but it's not a guarantee. I think it, at the least it's planting seeds. It's planting seeds that you may not know when they're going to come to fruition. I would say, trust the process. Uh, I mean, my gosh, if you have a bad diet, let's go back to food and put in good food and don't necessarily feel like Superman the next day. It doesn't cure all your illnesses and diseases. We know it's helping you. You know, it's certainly not hurting you. It's helping you. So trust the process, keep at it, but tweak it, figure out, figure out why it may not be resonating. You know, Chris, I mean, you're just going to have to dig deeper. I mean, we know this stuff is good. Yeah. Go back again to food. If you're in bad health, eating a bad diet and you change your diet, we know that's good for you. But if if you're still suffering, you may have deeper, uh, more acute issues that you need to also address. So why is it? Maybe you're still not getting past your own unbelief, your own your own wounds, your own cynicism. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I obviously can't diagnose you from a million miles away, but uh, I would say, you know, keep doing it. Fake it till you make it. In essence, as my wife is fond of saying, you know, keep saying it. And even though you say it every day and and realize I'm not believing this, keep at it, 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 uh, and give it a chance, trust in it. But I would also look deeper. I mean, you know, I'm one to... um, not always, not as much as I should, should seek outside help. But, you know, I'm a fan of counseling. Yes, a counselor, a bad stigma. Oh, you're going to go see a shrink. Yes. And it's not that uh, you're going to find somebody who's all brilliant necessarily. It's just getting some outside input, getting somebody to let you talk through things. Sometimes you can come to your own realizations just by talking it through. But that's the point is dig deeper, look further. There's got to be a reason why it's not making a difference, but I bet it is making a difference somewhere down deep. It may be planting some seeds that you're just not aware of yet. 
Paul R. says, uh, I'm a listener of the Ziegler podcast. Let me confess that I've started the self-talk process about four times and then fallen off the bandwagon again and again. I don't really know what and how to do this to make it happen all six weeks in a row. For those of you who haven't downloaded the, the self-talk cards, it's set up on a six-week process. Matter of fact, on that note, folks, when you go to Ziegler.com forward slash self-talk, you get a series of about four weeks of emails that, that I wrote. They're automated emails, but they just help progress, help you progress along. Anyways, Paul says, I've heard the program. I heard the program. Okay. It was one of the shows and Tom, he's talking about Tom Ziegler talked about the $10,000 check in order to lose weight at the premise there. If you didn't hear that show was that when we make a commitment, Hey, it's about the new year now and new year's resolutions say, okay, I'm, you know, I really want to lose 10 pounds. And what is the success rate of everybody who endeavors to do that, who actually does it? Well, what would the success rate, this was Tom's scenario, what would the success rate be of you losing 10 pounds or 20 pounds or 100 pounds or whatever it would be if you gave a $10,000 check out of your checking account to a friend and said, look, by this date, if I have not lost it, give that check to whatever charity, maybe find a charity that you don't like, give it to the other political party that you don't like. What would your motivation be if you knew you're going to lose 10 grand? Well, of course it'd be dramatic, right? Well, so that's what he's referring to. He says, I wish I'd had some money to put down on my very own self-talk process. I've heard many times from Ziegler that desperation is a good motivator. Yes, it is. Um, I don't really know. I don't really know how that works because I have been desperate for quite some time now. And the problem is not starting all over again. I think the problem is falling or her failing on the process every single time. Sounds depressing, but believe me, I'm a big motivator in my family and it works motivating them. But on the inside, I feel drier and drier. I don't watch TV. Uh, I don't watch much internet, but it's still, I'm not making it happen. If you have any tips, I would be grateful for that. Well, um, yeah, desperation is a good motivator. You know, on that note, folks, I mean, desperation, it is a good motivator. However, it's not the best place to be because generally when you're in desperation, you do not have the bandwidth to make the wisest decision. Now you got to make one because you're in survival mode. So it's not the best place to be. Again, I understand it as a motivator. I get there myself sometimes, but I do recognize that the maturity that we want to come to is addressing something before you're in desperation. I don't know how many people through my years of working with folks on, on self-employment endeavors, you know, it's when they finally get fired from that job that they don't hate, which is going to happen. If you don't like your job, it's not going to last at some point. It's going to come to fruition that you're not all invested and you're going to lose it. Or even outside of you losing it, there's going to be a merger or something's going to happen and you're going to lose the position. Then you're in desperation. They say, okay, now I'm going to just dive in with full, full strength, full, both feet in to the self-employment thing. You know, that's the worst time to do it. It's the worst time. You may be motivated now, but now you don't have the decision to build up and there's no self-employment program. that's going to be quick. No opportunity. It's going to monetize usually what you need to live on overnight. You need to be doing this on the side. You get the point, but yes, desperation is a good motivator. If that's where you're at, use it generally not the best place to make the, uh, the best decisions. You know, what will work for you, uh, is the question, Paul, what is it that's going to commit you to doing this? What's at the root, just going, just, just like the, the gentleman whose message we read before yours, what's at the root. There's something at the root 
of you falling off the bandwagon time and time again. Now you get kudos for trying. Most people never try. And if they do, they don't question why they're failing. You're at least that further on. But now again, you're going to have to dig in. You have to go further and go, what is it? Do you not want it bad enough? Maybe you're not desperate enough. That's that can be valid. Maybe things aren't quite bad and they're bad, but they're, they're not bad enough. Is that it? Or is there something in your personal self-belief, your self-image? Again, I don't know. Something's there. You're obviously here. You spent the time to listen and try to, to let us know about it. And here we are reading it to the entire Ziegler audience. You care. We've got to figure out what is at the crux of it that will help you get forward. You know, and on that note, folks, I mean, this is something that I'm often uh, fond on. We think that whatever our weaknesses are, whatever our dysfunctions are, our anomalies are, you know, the screwy things with all of us, that we have to fix those things, right? We're in a fix-it society. I mean, my gosh, I come from the Christian uh, faith, and and so often it seems bent on fixing things. You know, it's like the fix-it religion. It's the overcoming and sometimes overcoming is not fixing or eradicating. It's just figuring out how to progress, how to make progress anyways. I'm one of the more chaotic people that I know. I've had people try to give me the ADHD label and maybe I do. Um, it doesn't matter though. I have a lot of areas that for so many years of knowing, my gosh, I'm bad at that. I haven't overcome those things, but I've found workarounds. I found some ways to manage it so that I can get results Anyways, think about it that way. You don't have to fix everything about it. You just have to figure out how to produce results anyways. Find some workarounds. Find a resource that helps you produce anyways. All right, this is from, I think it's Soli. And it says, and it's fun, to, this international group, the, the, the guy I just read before is from uh, Spain. Uh, this is from... Um, Gosh, is this the Netherlands? I don't, I, I can't remember where this was from, but uh, need to see the, the international audience here. So he says, Hey, Zig team, I absolutely do want to continue to receive your material and encouragement. I'm so blessed by your ministry material, especially the Ziggler Show podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, I am, however, unable to respond to some of your challenges because I don't have the time or means to become Ziggler certified. Now, I start, started off the show talking about the Ziggler certification course, which you can find at ZieglerCertified.com. But uh, Sully says, someday perhaps. I'm currently in the Army National Guard. Soon ship off for basic training. Can't wait to not only experience some of Zig's principles in action in many different ways, but also apply my self-talk uh, and how, how that's changed my life. Thanks for all you do. Well, you know what? It made me think, Sully, you know, like the scripture in the song, there is a time and a season, you know, right now, do what you're doing. Keep the fire lit. Keep listening. Keep doing your self-talk cards. Keep stoking it, making those daily deposits. It's like the, my favorite definition of luck. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. I mean, secret sauce is in constantly preparing. So when the time is nigh, you are ready. It made me think of sports. Yeah, how about a backup quarterback? Backup quarterback practices right alongside into the same degree as a starting quarterback, right? The, the backup quarterback goes to every game dressed, even if they're on the bench every day for the entire year, for five years, you know, a backup quarterback stays warmed up. They've always got to be ready to jump in the game. And how many times for those of you who are, are football fans and you've seen it in other sports as well, do you see that happen? And somebody finally, the starting quarterback, the starting pitcher, the starting whatever position gets hurt. Here comes in this backup person that nobody knows and they just rock it. And next year they're a superstar. That person was constantly staying prepared for when the time was there and they got their shot, right? 
That's where we're to be right now. If this is not the time for you, if this is not the time to go get Ziegler certified solely because you're shipping off with the Army National Guard, that's okay. You keep preparing. When the time is right, you'll be there ready to knock it out of the park. Okay, I'm going to share a couple more. Uh, I want to thank Credit Karma. That's a new supporter of the Ziegler Show. So, folks, I signed up for Credit Karma uh, just last week. I get frequent offers myself from banks and lenders with notes about my credit score, my credit rating, and how it's changed. But, but truthfully, when I've attempted to access the info, it seems complex or they want to make me pay. I've literally never gotten through. So Credit Karma, I went and checked them out. I signed up. Uh, you get your credit report. There's no strings attached, no credit card required, which I appreciate it. Plus it's incredibly easy to use, which is why there are 50 million members already using credit karma. Uh, credit karma doesn't show you your score and then just send you away. They actually break it down so you can see how your actions can affect your score. Like how, if you use too much of your credit limit, your score can go down. Uh, there's useful information on their site, like articles on how closing old credit cards could actually hurt your credit, which I sure did not understand. I actually found two reasons that are affecting my credit score negatively that I had no idea about and I can actually address pretty easily. So visit Credit Karma, that's with a K, credit, K-A-R-M-A dot com slash save, S-A-V-E, right now to get your free report. That's easy as can be. I know, I did it myself. Again, that's Credit C-R-E-D-I-T, karma, K-A-R-M-A dot com slash save. Okay, folks, here's a, a little bit longer one, but pretty profound. Lily writes, and she says, good morning, Kevin. Thanks for asking for feedback. Growing up, I was the youngest of seven. Well, that resonated with me. I've got uh, seven kids right now. The, my second youngest of the seven sitting behind me right now. But she says, five of my siblings were brothers. I was daddy's little girl and my father left. When I was nine, he abandoned the family for six years. My mother worked very hard. I lived with abuse, drugs, violence. Now I'm 56 years old. I just lost my job. I have financial responsibilities like everyone else, car loan, debt, etc. cetera. Uh, competing with a lot of young people in the job market. I'm an empty nester. And at times it's just heavy on my heart. I don't have a home of my own. I'm renting. I'm divorced. I lost my companion, best friend. I moved to an area that I don't, where I don't know anyone. And I'm very lonely at times. When I first started the self-talk, I went in with an open mind. At times, felt futile. And when those days came that I would bring myself down, uh, the days did come when I bring myself down with negative self-talk. I'd remind myself or think that I, growing up, I didn't have a mentor like Zig Ziglar or Jim Rohn or Darren Hardy or John Maxwell or Brian Tracy or Dennis Waitley and many others. And I had not pursued the desire to make the change in my life that would stop this bad cycle that I'd put put uh, put it myself in. I wasn't born this way though. I can change if I want to and had to realize it's up to me. And that was very empowering and very welcoming, bright light. I finally made that decision and desire, uh, gotten the desire to turn things around and change things for myself. I need to replace that negative self-talk with positive self-talk, build a healthy philosophy and attitude on a daily basis. The self-talk cards have increased my self-confidence and healthy self-image as a woman that has accomplished a lot. My kids are on now on a good path. My spiritual faith is strong. My credit score, speaking of credit, is close to 800. And even though I no longer work there, I accomplished a lot on my last job. I gained a lot of skills and experience and brought a lot of value to the company. 
my clients and myself. It was time to move on though. And I knew other opportunities will come. Prayer and Zig Ziglar's positive self-talk are just a few of the tools that I used to incorporate in my life for guidance and direction to help me keep a positive and healthy frame of mind, self-image philosophy and attitude. So when those opportunities come, I will be ready and focused on the future and not the past. Man, so many uh, uh, of the messages that we're repeating here, aren't we? You know, with her talking about that, it's just like we talked about just just uh, before this with the last person on continuing to prepare and being ready for when those opportunities come. But just back to Lily, your story. Thank you for sharing it. But the fact that you're you know you're now 56 years old. And I don't know where we got to where we feel like that is old. I mean, 56, most people, I was taught this by my dad, Dan Miller, 48 days fame that most, most people know of. And, you know, he shared with me, I don't know how many years ago, and we talked about it just recently, actually, he and my mom called me on my birthday, which is not long ago. And we were talking about where he was at the same time of life I am now. And we got to talking about that. Yes, statistically, most people create their, or, or even start their real life's work, okay? Their legacy work, the thing that they are then you know, ultimately known for in their 50s. I mean, before that, you're, you're getting married, having kids, starting a career, starting a business, having some successes, having some failures, recovering from the failures. And it's not till around then, 50s, where you finally get to the point of going, okay, I'm going to take all this wisdom. Matter of fact, my dad said he's worked with people and said, you know what? Just go through all you're going through now. Come back to me when you're 50 and you've learned some and you've gotten past some of this critical stuff and we'll talk then. Now, I, when I say that, it's not to put it off. If you're listening to this and you're 15 or you're 25 or 35, you know, there's a lot of people that have done amazing things early on. Statistically, and we, you, you want to be better than the norm, but the norm is if you're going to create a life's work, which not everybody does, but those who do, it comes around in their 50s. One of my best friends, uh, Lily, you say you're 56. I think that's when she had been in the corporate world with a big Fortune 500 company. Actually, I think it was Fortune 50 company for a long, long, long time. And in her high profile job, the thing that she gravitated for too was working directly with people, helping them, counseling in essence. She ultimately went, I think at age 55 or 56, um, might've even been 57, went to school, did a crammed a four-year degree while she's still doing her day job. Okay. So she's working 40 plus hours. Now she's putting 20 hours in a school. It was a nuts two years. She crammed in a four-year degree got her counseling license. Today, she is, I think, 61 and has a, she, she just uh, came into me the other day and said, you know, oh my gosh, I have gotten something like 12 new patients, new clients in the past few weeks. I mean, so her business is just going through, she is doing what she loves. She's now 61. She figures she's going to be doing it for 10, 15 years. She's pursuing her health and wellness. So she stays bright and vibrant. And she's going to be doing this for, that's a whole career you know, that she started then. So pithy statement, it's never too late, but generally it is not. And that's a great testimonial for it. You know, I love that. Um, all right. Who is this? Ted says, I would like to share a little how the Ziegler podcast has positively affected my life. I found the podcast cause I was having a very hard time personally, as far as who I needed to be as a father, husband, friend, and man. I searched motivation on pod, on a podcast on the on uh, in, in iTunes on podcast and found the Ziegler program and since then every aspect of my life has transformed. Wow, my marriage is the best it's ever been. My relationship with my children is awesome. My focus is channeled, 
and the relationship with myself has grown beyond measure and continues to grow every day. I can't thank you enough for continuing the work your father, now he's, it's like he's talking with Tom, so Zig, began and look forward to meeting with you very soon. Wow. Um, okay, on that same note, this, this was literally, as I'm you know, calling through all these emails, this is the next one. It's from Rich. He says, Kevin, after doing the self-talk exercise for a month or so, I realized the following today. I owe my family a happy daddy that results from a role that brings me joy by using my gifts to achieve my passion. It's my goal now. I'm seeking. I am seeking and God is leading. Thanks for what you do. All right. Uh, so guys, thank you, Ted and, and Rich. You just hit on one of my primary soap boxes that, uh, well, here you go. It, it's this. And, and of course, okay, I'm a guy. Forgive me, uh, all you ladies who are listening. It's the same for you. But as a guy, I'm going to speak to that because, well, I am one. Uh, you know, we as men are often, we have that role that we take on as provider and I know so many guys who are out there trudging through the days, trudging through the work. God love them for doing what it takes to put food on the table and a roof over the head and, and clothes on the backs. And all you ladies who are doing the same thing, that's great. But you know what? That's the basics. That's the basic, not to diminish it. Cause there's been years when I've done some crazy business stuff and I've hardly been able to do that. And that stinks. Okay. So, so kudos to those of you doing what you need to do to do that. But guys, but that's the basics. You know, that's the basics and this is harsh, but it's what I think of for myself. My insurance policy can do a better job of providing money and those things that money buys than I'm probably doing right now. Okay. But what it can't do is provide the things beyond that. And that's what you guys, Ted and, and Rich are talking about here. My family, what, what they're going to, what they're going to care about, what I care about from my own father and mother, my own parents is not, I mean, of course I'm grateful that I had a, a nice home and we had, you know, a car and I had a bicycle and we had a stereo and I had clothes most, most of the time. <laughs> he had some crazy business stuff too. Um, but, uh, what I care about, man, I care about how they equipped me, how they equipped me for character, for work ethic, for values, ethics, morality, uh, for intuition, for seeking personal development for, and, and you know what the number one thing is for being inspired. The fact that I got to watch my parents do things where they were going after what they felt called to, what they felt passionate about that I would not trade for anything, would not trade for anything. You know, my, my, my dad went belly up on a business and I think it was my sophomore year. I remember going out to the mall in Bowling Green, Kentucky like the Greenwood mall, something like that and going shopping for my clothes. And that year, uh, for school clothes, I had to buy them myself. Well, it sounds terrible, but you know what? I, I, the only reason I could buy them myself is because I had been taught how to work and how to have an income. I had my own business and I could buy them myself. And I was very aware of that. And I was happy with the amount of time and money my folks invested in me. I was happy to buy those. And also I dug it that my, my folks were going after it. So they had a bad, you know, business deal and they were struggling financially. Now, you know, it's because of that learning and growing too, that has them at a place now that's enviable that most people will never get remotely close to as far as monetary gain and, and wealth and abundance and fulfillment and legacy. And, uh, you know, so on all facets, I'm grateful for that, but inspiration. And today, as uh, I'm 45 years old, my oldest kid is 20. I've got one that's 19. I've got one that's just about turned 16 and on down from there. But especially with my older kids, 
there's some things that I have done personally for myself uh, where I felt, I almost felt kind of selfish. I did a duathlon. I've done some, some business things. And their, their testimony to me of, daddy, it's so inspiring to see you going after it. You're the coolest dad ever. And I see their, their friends who don't have that. And, and for them to testify to that, they, so they didn't come back to me and say, thank you that we can afford X, Y, Z. Thank you that we got to do this experience, go skiing and, and whatnot. Some of the things that we do, it was, thank It's so awesome to see you going after it, dad. You're, you're awesome. I mean, that really, again, I experienced it myself, but to hear them testify to it and to hear you guys, Tom and Rich talk about that, that what are we to provide our kids? We're to provide them inspiration. You know, that's why we're, that's why, why we're all here. All right. I think I'm going to do, do maybe one more here. Uh, Erica, she says, hi, Kevin. Thanks for all the inspiration and spiritual healing you sent my way. Wow. That's, that's cool. Thank you. I've been listening to the podcast, catching up on many of them for about five weeks now while walking my dog almost every morning. I've been able to come away every podcast with something that helps keep me in my, on my path and reaching forward towards my purpose. The self-talk cards have been wonderful. I'll admit I don't remember to do them every day and definitely not twice a day. Sometimes when I forget and I'm not around a mirror, I find it helpful to read it aloud anyways. I didn't have trouble looking in my eyes at first, um, but what I did find that, that changed is that now anytime I look in the mirror, I can smile at myself. That's wonderful. Even those days I miss saying the self-talk cards, my background noise in my head is saying some of the key points or in some way I'm more aware of what I'm putting out into the universe. What I love the most is how it affected the way I speak to my children. I find myself teaching more positive messages to them rather than being more negative. Overall, between the podcast and the self-talk cards, my life has been enriched. Wow, Erica, thank you. Again, folks, the point is not that Ziggler is the end all. The point is it's intentionally inputting those positive, uplifting, inspiring messages into our heads to lift us and make us more to inspire. Again, the Ziggler slogan to inspire our true performance. I don't think most of us have an idea of what our true performance could be. We've got to inspire it. We, it didn't say teach it. It didn't say seven steps to it. Just, we have to inspire it. We have to inspire it. Okay. You know what? I am going to stop there, folks. We've got so many more. There's probably another show or two of doing this. Uh, any feedback on if this was this is a new format? I haven't done a show like this before. Any feedback on that? Um, please let us know at, at Ziggler. And, uh, and as I ask these people too, with all their great testimonials, please put them in iTunes, go into iTunes, log in there and leave us a rating, uh, one to five stars. I, I love the five stars, uh, of course, but a review is great too. That helps people to want to take in the show for themselves. So that's a great gift to us folks. Thank you. Uh, for those of you who are listening, when the show first goes out, wish you a blessed Happy, prosperous, inspired new year. Thanks for tuning in to The Ziggler Show. Can't wait to talk with you in the next.